Welcome to the Radio Rally on Clubhouse. You are hearing our Monday night live event on our group, The Encouragers. We come together for this event every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and we do it uh, to just encourage talent of all kinds in the radio business. That's everybody from sales to programming. So, uh, what you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and on you hearing some stories of some pretty amazing radio people and uncovering their path forward and your path forward right now in radio. Both our Monday night live events and our Wednesday night live events on Clubhouse are now also individual podcasts. And of course, the Wednesday night event as a podcast, we call that the Encouragers Innovation in Audio Podcast. Today's live event is a podcast that we call the Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast, and it will become available within about an hour or so of the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating audio footprint and distributing them. When you subscribe to our individual podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, you'll get immediate access to moments like, well, when Rob Barnett talked about David Lee Roth and the experiences that he had that were tied to being told you have to replace Howard Stern at CBS Radio. Or the wisdom that he shared in his new book, which is called Next Job, Best Job. Great read for anyone in the radio business. Of course, we also love when talent coach Elroy Smith shared the absolute secrets for personalities to manage their career in this 21st century environment of radio and audio and what the future is going to look like for everyone. We have great guests, a great guest every single week, great insight every single week that can help you grow, that can help your career path, help you learn and meet the challenges of your career in the 21st century. Meet our guests live on Clubhouse or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything. The Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast and the Encouragers The Radio Rally Podcast are both on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Today is our Beasley Pro event. We're pretty excited about this. Our guest today, Market Development Manager, Larry Julius. Now, now listen, it also just happened to work out this way. Our other guest, WXTU Philly PD, Mark Raz. Both of these gentlemen work for Beasley Media Group and both represent top flight professionals cutting their craft right now on big stages in the 21st century of radio. And you, you get a backstage pass. Before we get started with our guest, next week is our Find Your Voice and Stay Positive live event. Our special guest will be uh, Rick Party. You know him as national radio host, voiceover pro, host of the Rick Party Show. And he'll be joined by Scott Gaines, operations manager of Alpha Media USA's Amarillo Operation.
We've already scheduled guests with this Monday live event all the way until September. And you really should see the list for yourself. It's pretty interesting, the mix of people that are going to be in every single Monday coming on this live event. You can catch that anytime, 24-7, by the way, uh, just by going to our free blog section at rainmakerpathway.com. That is also where you will find a lot of encouragement for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series. And for local radio sellers, uh, you can get more encouragement just by stopping in and checking out our Encouraging Sales Success guest series, as well as many other free resources for anyone in radio today. We don't lock anything on our site the way some consultants will do. We don't do that. Welcome to the 21st century. Uh, so we want you to go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime and see what you can get for free from our team. Please follow the people on the stage at this event tonight and look around the room for people that you can connect with while you are here tonight as well. We are here to encourage your broadcast career. My name is Lloyd Ford, and I'm a branding strategic programming more Morning show coaching consultant with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. The work that we do with local broadcasters is focused on brand development. It's focused on growing ratings and revenue. Clients love the way our music lab makes their station stand out and capture more audience. They also enjoy our morning show fame development coaching, which is a little bit different than things that people have come in contact with before because we do focus on the actual development of fame, bringing more value to their mornings so clients can make more money. We provide everything from voice trackers to music blogs, image writing, and so much more. We've got what you need, and we are market exclusive. If you know someone with ratings, challenges, we'd like to meet them. Love to help. As we gear up for a great live event on this event, I like to check in with my co-host, and I have a few questions. So I'd like to start with Jesse. Jesse does afternoons on B105 in Cincinnati. Jesse, how are you? Lloyd, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So listen, um, you are serving on the agenda committee for the Country Radio Seminar. What, what do you look forward to with that experience? Well, uh, I've actually already started that experience. I mean, like we had our first set of meetings maybe about a month and a half ago. And just being in a room of people, like-minded people, wanting to make things better, wanting to make a change and really help others in the process, uh, it was invigorating. So uh, I would say it all really comes down to that. I think a lot of people are looking at CRS. If if you've ever been to CRS, it's an incredible event. If you've not been there, you definitely should go and participate in it. I actually think this this would be a good seminar for people to participate, even if you're not in country music radio. A lot, Absolutely. yeah, right. A lot can be learned, right? Absolutely. I mean, my brother. Uh, not to name drop my brother, but it, 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 I knew you get that in there. it's so easy. But so my brother, Joey, who, who is in country now is the, the vice chairman of the, uh, the agenda committee, but he was on the agenda committee before he worked in country radio at all. Yeah. Um, yeah and what was the format he was doing then? <laughs> uh, rhythmic top 40. Right. So, right. 
about as far, it, it, it fairly far away from country. So yes, it it applies to a lot of formats. Well, well, and Jesse, this might be the other warning that you know, uh, just because it's a cool idea, it might draft you right into country music. So Jesse, I want to know. Uh, about managing your career for a minute. I just want to take a snapshot and say, look, you know, we talk a lot about this. No company cares about managing the arc of your career. This is not like uh, uh, saying something negative about any company. I'm just saying that's the reality. They're not going to manage your career. That's someone else's job. Do you spend time thinking about managing your career and seeking proper advice today to get yourself moving ahead all the time? Absolutely. I mean, I, I would say the people I surround myself, other than my coworkers, that I surround myself the most uh, within radio are are people that don't like to sit still. And I don't mean like they don't they want to move around everywhere. They they want to constantly improve, constantly make sure that they're doing the best they can do for themselves. So, um, yeah, I um, I'm definitely keeping an eye on am I, you know, Am I meeting my goals? What are my goals? Um, am I progressing towards that? So that is, uh, that's front and center all the time. Well, you know, in, in this thing, the radio rally, we are here to encourage people. We like for people to be thinking about the management of their career, no matter what your career is, whether you're in sales or programming. Uh, if you're in the business of radio, you have to think about you, that arc of your career and how is it going and how are you reinventing and reinvesting in yourself. Okay, I would, I, I always like to know or get to know our co-host a little bit for people who check into this event. When you're not on the radio, Jesse, what kind of music do you listen to in your personal life? Also, I'm going <laughs> to need a favorite artist too, so I'm not just going to let you off the hook. Okay, well, my favorite artist is Michael Jackson. Uh, he's been my favorite artist since I since I was young. Um, type of music so you know it's a pretty generic answer i listen to a little bit of everything but my one of my favorite types of music is movie scores instrumental movie soundtracks that um i've always enjoyed that um and and because i'm perhaps because it's so far from what i play on the radio um so yeah that's I would say if I have a collection of CDs, I should say of soundtracks, but I don't have a collection of country music CDs, if that says anything. Well, that's really interesting. I'm friends with a, a country music artist who is a multi-platinum, blah, 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 all that stuff. But he has a hidden secret, and his hidden secret is on the side, he's got a real thing about doing soundtracks and this kind of stuff. So it's a part of it's part of his business, if you know what I mean. So, Jesse, I want to thank you for joining us. Of course, Jesse does Afternoons on B105. You can catch him on their live stream anytime. Okay, welcome back, Heather. How was that vacation? It was much needed and it was lovely. St. Louis is still as beautiful as I remember growing up. And uh, aside from a little humidity, it was uh, very relaxing. Oh, I visited St. Louis in the summertime. There's not a little humidity there. <laughs> I got lucky this past week because it wasn't too bad. Did you go up in the in the arch? Did you do that? I did not, but I took my little girl for the first time so she could see where I, I sort of grew up. And uh, we went down to a place in St. Louis called The Loop. 
and uh, did a little shopping and stuff like that. But she wasn't too keen on getting in the little egg to go up uh, into the into the ark. She wanted to see it from a distance. You tell her that she is super smart. <laughs> I say this from experience because it is like traveling back through a time capsule where you get in a Soviet satellite. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know, it's more romantic than when you actually do it. We'll put it that way. So listen, summertime is hot. You've got lots of events coming. Uh, it, it's really no secret. How do you manage the heat? In other words, do you have tips for us? Because a lot of people are going to end up working these outdoor events and concerts. What do you got for us? Well, I mean, if you're blessed enough to, to have, um, you know, a station RV um, that you can use as a green room for your staff and whatnot at concerts, that's great. That always helps. Sometimes they're not always allowed at the venues. Um, I would just do what everybody else does. Lots of water, lots of sunscreen and uh, take, you know, frequent breaks. Well, you just can't have too much water in the summertime. That's for sure. No. So listen, I'm, I'm always kind of pushing this with people. I do this with clients and I do this with anybody who's in the radio business. The, I, I just see the, the effective use of sharing you and the essence of you in social media is very important today. Do you personally have a, a favorite social media platform for sharing your show? Um, I would say it's kind of veered a little bit more towards Instagram. Um, you know, a lot of what we do is behind the scenes stuff, and that is primarily a picture sharing platform. But, you know, I definitely don't rule out Facebook. I would say if I had had to pick my number one, it'd be Instagram. Second would be Facebook. Uh, Twitter, I still dabble in, but that's, you know, for link sharing for the most part um, and to drive people back, you know, you g give them a hook and you drive them back to, you know, listen to the station. Um, Twitter's gotten a little bit, uh, a little bit nasty for my liking over the last couple of years, what? if I'm being honest. I know, because basically you can just talk shit about people and then leave. So, I mean, that's what I get out of it. But um, So it's kind of like, I'm going to drop this here and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very, it seems to be very divisive. Still a good tool. Uh, I wish I knew more about TikTok, but, uh, you know, I'm just now starting to dabble a little bit in it. My teenager doesn't want to teach me how to use it because she's afraid I'll look at all her videos, but um, Instagram number one. Mom, you just got to have some privacy. You can't be on my TikTok all the time, right? Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> so it, it, listen, it does sound like you are somebody who effectively tries to have balance over a blend of social media. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. But, you know, you, you should use them for what they're good at, you know. Oh, I'm so glad you bring that up. Yeah. I'm so, not going to share, you know, uh, I'm not going to share a, a more detailed uh, item on Twitter because obviously you don't have as much room, but people want quick links on Twitter. Instagram is very visual. Um, Facebook, you can get a lot deeper into, you know, topics or content that you talk about. Um, but people are, you know, in and out on their phones all the time. I do like Instagram for that, for that fact, give them what they want and, you know, they get what they see. All right. Final question for you. And this is double jeopardy, of course. Uh, finally, 
How challenging is it now for you to share about your afternoon show, which is in multiple markets throughout the West? Does it make things easier? Does it make things more difficult? What is your way to cope? You mean uh, sharing uh, the content on all yeah, locations? Absolutely. Well, we have a show page, so that kind of handles that. Um, our content is similar for the stations, and by having a show page, um, we can talk to everybody in the stations that we're on. So that helps tremendously. When you're just trying to do it as Heather Froglier from K-Frog, um, it doesn't really make sense. People in Seattle, I go, why does she call herself Heather Froglier? They don't know anything about K-Frog. Do, do you know what I'm saying? So That's having a, a generic show page um, really helps a lot, so. Absolutely. Listen, you've got a great guest for us, don't you? I do, and I'm so excited. Mark Raz is here program director of the incredible heritage station WXTU 92.5 in Philadelphia. Mark, thank you for finally joining us. Well, I'm glad to be here. And Heather, I got to congratulate you on getting into the Country Radio Hall of Fame. Congratulations. That is a big honor. It is. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, but I want to talk about you today because uh, you've been around quite a, a long time and you've spent, I don't know, about a little over a decade there at XTU. Uh, this will be my 16th year. Wow. Um, it's my third as program director. I'm still learning. God is not finished with me yet. Um, ten, 10 years as the assistant program director and a couple of years doing nights. So I worked my way up slowly but surely climbing the ladder after coming from rock radio and then immersing myself into the country format, which uh, took me a while to, to really learn all the ins and outs of, of what it takes to be a country broadcaster. But every one of those experiences from small market to medium market to large market has all been, it's in my toolbox. So yeah. to speak. and uh, it's, it's been a great journey so far. That's a, that's important. I think it's always really cool when you meet somebody that has done just about everything in a particular station, you know, aside from engineering, because none of us know what the hell we're doing when it comes to engineering. We don't understand what the engineers are talking about. But I mean, even starting in, you know, researching the night phone calls back in the day or, or working in promotions, I'm sure you found, you know, the responsibilities you've had at XTU through the years, you know, has helped you where you are now in your role as PD. Every experience in your life helps from what you learned in school, what you learn in your home life and your parents and just uh, in the hobbies you pick up and just living everyday life helps in, in everything that we do. Um, I remember when I first got into country music, AOL Messenger was big. It was way before all of this fancy social media that we have nowadays. And uh, my wife would be at home and I would give her a message about say Montgomery Gentry, just because I remember this part of the story, I thought it was a guy. And I would send her a message and she'd write back some Montgomery Gentry stuff and I would put it into my own words and talk about it on the radio. So every tool was helping me then. This, and I read all the magazines and I went and, you know, got the uh, country, there was, it used to be a country magazine that used to be at the supermarket and I used to read that. And then I started listening to some records and, you know, all of that helped. And plus talking to other disc jockeys was great too, because we have a heritage radio station and we had a great program director with two great program directors. I worked under Bob McKay and Shelly Easton, and I would constantly be looking for information. And 
it just helped me along the way. And I'm grateful to all of those guys and grateful to my wife for helping me when I first started. Cause God, if I called Montgomery Gentry a guy, I would have sounded like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, a side note, kind of along those lines. I remember when I first started uh, in country, I was a headbanger. So I actually came from an AOR rock station. Um, but I, you know, was doing my first shift and I didn't know how to say Susie Bogus's name. I thought it was Susie Bogus and I felt right. so bad. Um, but Lloyd, did you have one particular standout moment for you in your life where you go, okay, I knew I was meant to do radio? Oh God. Um, it probably started in college. Um, cause I had about three or four majors before I, uh, landed on speech and, and media studies. And I went out, I went to a school called Slippery Rock University, which is out in Western PA, and uh, they had a radio station. And my first couple times there, I would be a liner card reader and not even have any personality in it like most of us do. Like there will be a band in the multi-purpose room. And then one day I just started talking and I saw it. I don't know if you guys can relate to this in, in the room, but I saw it happening for me. And I, somehow, some way, I kind of carved the path early. And I got very lucky because um, I, I, I applied to radio stations I had no business applying to in my first or second year in school. And the rejection notes and, you know, the when you get turned down, it, it sort of motivated me. So I got pretty lucky in having uh, a callus in my personality that, okay, I'll get beat up a little bit here, but if this job is opening, it, why not me? And I really focused on those things. So the moments in college radio were so important to me because we were student run, student owned, student funded, and we did the work ourselves. So that was really crucial to me, but there was no real moment. I grew up in New York City listening to the, the greats on WABC and then uh, the great rock stations. And, and, I, and I always listened to those guys and thought, wow, that would be a great way to make a living. Dan Ingram, Pat St. John, uh, I miss his early days, and of course, Howard. Um, but I thought I could do it. And I certainly had the confidence. And, you know, I didn't, I got knocked down, but I got right back up again. So those, that was, those were kind of the moments for me. I love that. What's, what's the greatest advice you ever received about this business? Who gave you like something that you've held on to for a long time? Uh, there was a gentleman that I worked for in Boston. He hired me on my f my first full time big station, and uh, he said to me, "Stick your nose where it doesn't belong." Now he didn't mean go through people's desks. He meant volunteer for stuff, read the articles, uh, go in and ask hard questions, uh, figure out how the radio station operates. And I think that's pretty much the, the, ba the best advice that I got. And then one time somebody said to me, just be yourself on the air. And th that's been me through many forms of my developing my personality. It's just, I'm, I'm myself. And that's the best gift you could give is, is and, and to your listeners is to give the gift of yourself. Absolutely. I think listeners can spot, you know, inauthenticity a mile away. Um, 
I was going to ask what advice you would give somebody just starting in radio, but I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think uh, a lot of folks that we talk to that are just starting out, do as much as you can do. That was some of the best advice I had ever been given. Same with you. Um, just learn everything. Be a sponge. Be willing to do a lot. And, um, you know, passion, though, you can't, you can't school somebody on having a passion. Would you agree? Uh, that's true. There are intangibles. And uh, those come from developing who you are as a human being. I, when I was coming up, I took acting lessons. I took voice classes. I took voiceover classes. I did some improv. I tried stand-up comedy, which was a disaster. But, uh, you know, I learned, you know, how to fail in certain circumstances. And I remember this one guy, Jim Andrinos, used to host a, uh, a comedy class at, uh, at the comedy, I think it's the comedy store or Gotham Comedy Club in New York. And he said to me, he said, the mysteries of being a comedian only come true and only be revealed when you're on stage. And I think everybody in this room will understand that that happens on the radio as well. The more time you spend with an open mic, the better off you're going to be in, in the long run, especially mm. if you're trying to just make whatever it is you're talking about a part of your personality and, inf and injecting your personality into what it is you're trying to convey. And all of those things are good training. I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of uh, public speaking outside of the radio station, like, you know, hosting charity events or being an MC. All of that matters. Absolutely. Television, movies, it, it matters. And mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of radio. Even today, I'm still a channel scanner. I pick out my favorite guys. I go listen to them, my favorite ladies on the radio, and I listen and I try to pick something up all the time. And steal. I steal a lot of stuff. I'm going to sure. listen to you next week and steal your show, Heather. <laughs> uh, bring it on. <laughs> By the way, I, I call that modeling. I just want to modeling. Make that, that, that's not modeling. That's not, right. that's not well, stealing. Uh, Mark, when you wake up every day, what's the one thing that you look forward to most going into work every day? Uh, I, I really enjoy the imaging of the radio station. That's, that's one of the things that, uh, I find challenging. Um, I like the, I, I also, I take the music calls. I, I like the music business. I could talk about records all day. The, I, I immerse myself in the charts. I try to figure out, you know, the, you know, the psychology be what makes a hit record. Uh, I try to figure out what the game game plan is for, these radio labels that are trying to get a certain artist over. Uh, I, I like the whole business of it. I'm, I'm interested in how the salespeople work. I, I just, to me, I've been doing this for since 1981 and I am so happy and so glad and so proud to be able to do this still at this level that uh, I, I find it all very challenging and, and, and very rewarding. It's, it's something I look forward to each and every day. Now, I still get the Sunday, you know, you don't want to go to school feeling in, inside your, your, your mind sure. and your stomach. But, uh, you know, that just go. You know, I just get in there and get started and tackle the first thing that comes across my desk. And uh -huh. I, I go into it with enthusiasm. And, and it's, it helps to have a great staff around you. My staff is fantastic. 
I love that. It's sometimes, you know, it it makes you sad when somebody comes up and says, hey, radio's dead. I mean, I take it very personal. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) How do you, if somebody, I'm sure you've heard that. Mark, how do you respond to that? Radio's not dead. Uh, Radio will only die if we let it. And I think just by seeing the professionals in this room and yourself and all the folks that are interested in what we're talking about, we cannot let it die and we won't. Now, you could get into the business of what's happened in the last 10 or 15 years with you know, capital investment and all this, but there will still always be local owners. And I think if you have one listener or in some cases, half a million listeners, it's the same job. You're communicating an idea. You're communicating a thought. You're, compu- you're communicating a passion. You're com- c- communicating life. And as long as somebody can turn on the radio and hear it, and it can be free, it can be paid, whatever that is, podcast or this environment here on Clubhouse, we're communicating. Mm-hmm. And I think radio still has a lot to give. It's one of the oldest medias. And it, I, I think it's viable and alive. And the congregation says, amen. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one final question, Mark. You're sure. so positive, And I love that. I think that's just really special. Um, and that's why Lloyd and I just love, you know, this Monday night group because it's, it's fun meeting like-minded folks, people that still give a shit, people that still wake up every day and want to, you know, make people smile and, and enjoy the music. Who have you been starstruck by in your career? Everybody has one person. Who made your jaw hit the floor when you met them? Uh, in country, George Strait. When I met him, I think I said something like, Cow! I, I don't even know Craig. what I said. I just blurted something out. He was like, I'm George. <laughs> and it was so nice to talk to him. And in probably in, in, in my rock world, I, I think Bruce Springsteen, he, I always have so many questions, but I really can never really get it out because he's such an intense person. And I don't mean intense in a negative way. You could just tell he is Bruce Springsteen because he's Bruce Springsteen. And those, those two pretty much i've been pretty much starstruck by those are two pretty amazing uh creators right there so absolutely it's been great getting to know you mark and uh, congratulations on all your success and we're going to ask you to hang tight because at the end we will probably have some questions from the audience for you absolutely thank you and hi hi larry good to see you on here i'm looking forward to listening to what you have to say thanks mark all right, so, you know, first, you know you can catch Heather on the KFROG stream anytime if you want to hear what she's up to, or a whole bunch of other radio stations in the West. I'll just put it that way. Did you did you hear what just happened with Mark Raz? You, you, you heard that thing that he said, right? Ten years working his way up just at 92.5 XTU. And I do know, you know, this is called the Beasley Pro Event. Uh, there's a very serious reason for that. When he says that they have a great team, I guarantee you that they do. By the way, Mark, later this year, I, I'm not bragging, 
but I'm just going to put this out here because I can't believe it's true. We are going to have a special event. He has agreed to do this. Guy Zapolian is going to give us a class in music. It's going to happen on the radio rally later this year. We don't have a date yet. We're waiting to clear the date, so that's going to be really cool. Mark is going to stick around for a few minutes uh, after our second interview in case you do have some questions coming up for the mighty XTU and uh, all that encompasses his career as well. Uh, we do love having Heather as one of our founding members, by the way, because she is always so positive, and it's always, by the way, just a little intimidating to follow her as an interview person. Uh, the Radio Rally is our weekly Monday opportunity to visit with radio from our group, The Encourages. Our next guest has the most interesting job. I kid you not. Obviously, this is our Beasley Pro event. You already know that he works with Beasley Media Group, just like Mark Raz, but his job is um, different. He is the market development manager at Beasley Media Group. Check this out. Uh, he ain't new to the business, but this job, market development manager, it has a new look and a different feel to it. We're going to explore that a little bit. His name is Larry Julius. And Larry, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? It is, it is awesome to be here, although I feel that uh, I'm punching a little bit above my weight with, with Heather and Mark on the phone. But nonetheless, I'll do my best to, to make some sort of meaningful contribution. I, I feel confident based on everything that I've seen from you so far that you're going to be just fine. Uh, you know, we can all pretty much roll off of our tongues probably the variety of great managers at Beasley. And I mean that I know a good number of them. Any one of them would be an excellent guest in the future on this live event and our podcast, by the way. But you have a different looking job. I've told you I was curious about this job that you have. Can you give us kind of an overview of what is it that you do at Beasley Media Group? Um, yeah, I, I, I really have a pretty diverse portfolio of things that, that uh, I do. But I think uh, what may have caught your eye and your interest is, is how I work with each of our local markets. Correct. Uh, to establish, you know, what I do is I try, I really work hard to establish our sellers as uh, local marketing and advertising authorities. Um, and I do this, you know, it, it, it was interesting. Mark was talking about how in the early days of his career, he used the internet in in, in new ways to, to further his career. You know, it's sort of the same thing here is, is we, we um, create information about how great radio and advertising is on a local market basis. And then we make that information available to local business owners and our local sellers through, I think, pretty creative use of search engine optimization and social media. And I'll give you, for instance, rather than all that sort of double talk. So if a small business owner in Boston were to Google something right now, like what's the best way to advertise in Boston, then, then the content that we create and publish shows up at the top of the uh, um, search, search, engine, uh, search engine results. And as, as any of us know, is if you're number one or number two, you're gonna get clicked on. So 
these things that we publish end up at the top of almost any Google search in the local markets if people have questions about advertising and marketing, and that's specifically radio. But when they click on that content, it leads right back to our sales teams. And the same is true, you know, it's not just Boston, but you know, if, if you Google the best way to advertise in Philadelphia, the best way to advertise in Detroit, best way to advertise in Fayetteville, Tampa, etc., is the content that we create and publish ends up at the top of the organic search engine results. And, and again, that, that leads back directly to our sales teams who, who then can help these advertisers use radio and our digital assets in the most successful ways. I want to tell you how incredible it is to have somebody like Larry on this live event. You don't often get a view like this. This is kind of like being on the Titanic and you spot the iceberg so you can see just the tip at the top, okay? But what he's sharing with us is incredible in leaning forward into the future and actually, you know, it's not even leaning into the future. It's now. This is happening now. Can, can you tell us, Larry, how did you get into the crazy radio business? <laughs> you know, this is this is a, I was just doing the math as you were talking. This is my 40th year in this in this crazy business, um, which is amazing since I'm only 42. But the when when other kids literally before kindergarten, when other kids were watching Captain Kangaroo in, in Saturday morning cartoons, I was listening to CKLW, to WLS, to WNBC, and um, I decided the radio was something that, that I wanted to do. And I, I was remembering when, uh, that when I think it was in first grade, the teacher went around to the room and asked everybody, what did you want to do when you grow up? And, you know, one kid wanted to be a fireman. One kid wanted to be a doctor. Another wanted to be a nurse. I said, I wanted to be a DJ. I'm not even sure if I knew what a DJ actually was, but I, I knew it was something that, that I wanted to be. And, and unfortunately, as I said before, I, I never had the skills, talent, or aptitude to to do what 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 Heather and Mark do. But I found out pretty early uh, when when I eventually did get into radio, I had had a good knack for sales, and it's turned into a, a forty year career. Very interesting, and we all get in a certain way, right? And it's always interesting to hear people and what ignited that first spark, if you will. Can you give us some highlights of your career? And I specifically want this kind of to fit this into this interview because it hasn't always been Beasley, and certainly your role is different today. So what in the world led you here? Well, yeah, this is uh, Beasley. Uh, I'm with Beasley for just short of three years, but my first job in radio was at WPIX in New York. And um, it was a pretty interesting to way to start a sales career. We, we were at the time the seven first rated radio station in a market of 70 stations. And that's really where you learn to sell when, when you're at the very <laughs> bottom of the heap. And there, the, there were two benefits of working there that, that, that drew me there. I guess I could have worked at other radio stations, but the two benefits the offices at the time were in the Daily News building on 42nd Street, which I'm a big movie buff. Um, and um, that, that Daily News building was the, the building Superman worked in. In the, It was used as the Daily Planet building and the Superman buildings. And I thought that was really cool. But, but more importantly, it was right next to the apartment building I was living in. So, you know, I just, just found that to be, be an easy commute. Um, but like I said, I, I found that I had a knack for it. And 
when you're successful selling the 71st radio station in a 70 station market, I got noticed pretty quickly by um, the large national rep firms in, in, uh, in, in, in New York. And I was uh, scooped up by what at the time was the largest uh, national radio rep firm, the John Blair Company. They were in, in TV too. They were a big, big major media company back in the, uh, you know, pretty much throughout the 20th century. And um, they hired me on and rose up through the ranks. I was recruited by Interrep, another large national rep firm, where I worked for the next 16 years. And during that time, sold more than $300 million worth of radio advertising. Um, again, it's, it's, it amazes me that, that I, I was able to do that. Um, and, and then after about 16 years, uh, I left the radio business shortly, ki- kind of left in the tangential business. I started a uh, um, an inter an internet company. You guys may have remembered these things. Are all the fad back in the in the uh, in the early nineties? They were called dot com companies. I think some of you guys knew those things. And um, we started one. It was called uh, Lightning Cast, and we had invented a technology to insert dynamic ads, dynamic commercials into streaming radio and video. Uh, which a little ahead of its time, we ultimately, uh, ultimately, and it was interesting, I think it was Mark talking about AOL, is we, interesting, eventually sold the company to, um, to, to AOL. Then I took on management jobs. I was a Clear Channel, Saga, and now, now at Beasley. So I've been around the block a few times. Yeah, well, that's good balance of experience. I found it especially interesting, you know, when you got scooped up because you had to get a pretty intense education at that point, and it kind of made your career more robust, I'm sure. You know, uh, can yeah. you um, can you tell us this? Uh, uh, here's the big mystery, right? Uh, what makes a great radio seller, Larry? You know, that's... Uh... If, if, if we knew the answer to that, Lloyd, I think, I think you know, we'd, we'd be, we, we could offer our, our services and make a lot of money. I, I think what's really important is, is not saying what makes a good radio show. It's really important, just like on your on-air staff, is to have a diverse range of talent who's capable of fulfilling a lot of different, uh, a lot of different needs and being able to deal with a lot of different types of customers. So I can just speak to what I think made me successful is right. I think, uh, you know, mine was a blend of curiosity. I, I have to tell you right now, and I will admit to this, I was not, technically I am not a good salesperson. And anybody who knows me will tell you that. But I always made it a point to be the smartest person in any room with advertisers. I had a an intense product knowledge. Um, and still to this day, it's probably my greatest strength. There's probably not a lot of people who know more about radio and radio advertising than than I do. And that, I mean, that's just ongoing self-education and curiosity. So, you know, to boil that down is, you know, what, what made me successful? Curiosity, uh, self-improvement, and again, learning the product and relearning the product because it, it changes all the time. I do think that curiosity is a huge weapon, uh, actually. If you're looking to hire somebody and they have a lot of curiosity, that's a step up for me right there. Also, for salespeople, uh, is something that people don't talk about. They always talk about how people talk. Great salespeople talk. Well, I think great salespeople listen. 
So, yeah. so listen, and ask I, questions and ask a lot of questions. Oh, right. Exactly yeah. right. They're, because why? Because they're curious about your business. Exactly. So I, I've told you this, you know, your post and social for a variety of the Beasley media group markets are fun. They're often engaging. They're very visually powerful. Uh, they offer facts or data about specifics. And, and when you talked about this a few minutes ago, you didn't say this, and I'm curious about this. Was this your idea to do these things? Well, you know, certainly publishing interesting things to social media was not my idea. I'd like to take credit for that, but that was not my idea. But I, as far as I know, is, is in broadcasting is for someone to create and publish content not aimed at listeners, but aimed at local business owners. I, I, th I think, you know, Beasley was amongst the first who, who in, invested in that. I know, you know, Beasley, and, and I'm sure, you know, when you talk to Joe Bell and you talk to other Beasley people, we, we invest pretty heavily in people to create content for social media and our websites, but those are all listener focused as, as they should be. So, yeah, I think, you know, is, is we're amongst the first to create advertiser, specific social media uh, posts um, on, on, on our sites. So and Larry, Larry, take a bit of credit for that. Larry, I really still think that this is a great example for people because I see it missing in so many markets. There's nothing from sales that addresses anybody in that arena. And it's like, I don't get it, but okay. You know, and I yeah. see you doing it. It's pretty incredible. What do you love about the radio business today? Not in the past, today. And what do you hope for our future? Well, I, I just I just want to address one other thing about social media. Is one of the things when I first started with Beasley, one of the things I, I sort of made a commitment to do was I wanted to say a hundred great things about radio in a hundred days. So 100 days of social media posts about how great radio was without ever duplicating that. And I, I, once I said that out loud and committed to it, I said, how am I ever going to do that? And actually, it turned into, it turned into uh, 300 days and 300 great things about, about radio. And so that's sort of a way of pre-answering that question is, is you know, what I really like about radio today. It is still... And, and Mark touched on this, it's still a vibrant, alive medium. I don't think as an industry, we do a good enough job talking about how great the medium is. And, and over the past few years, I think we've let other industries sort of steal what the, our, our rightful place at the top of the heap. Because I can tell you, and I, and I love this about working at, 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 at Beasley, you know, in all of our markets, and I, I'm sure this is true across the country based on national data, but in every single one of our radio markets where Beasley operates, radio is the number one reach medium amongst all media available to local advertisers. And, and Nielsen will tell you, Nielsen did a study not too long ago that says, what is the most important thing about an advertising campaign that makes it successful? Number one, the creative, but number two, by a long shot, is reach. And in all of our markets, mm. and it's probably every market in the country, radio still is the number one reach medium, significantly more than TV, than cable, than OTT, and, and everything else that's available, even, even greater than social media.
you know, it's so really that's, interesting. That's what I love about a business. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because you talk about this, and and sometimes I think. And one of the reasons that Heather and Jesse and I kind of got together is we feel like people in the radio business need some encouragement and probably everybody needs encouragement after 2020. But but just for a second, mm -hmm. let's focus on this. I sometimes think that radio has bought into the narrative of other new shiny things and they just don't believe their own thing. So they don't talk about it. But this is a part of the encouragers to kind of plant our flag and go, you know what, this is pretty great and here are all the reasons. Now, Larry, everybody now that's listening and everybody that'll listen to our podcast is going to want that list of 300 things, by the way. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> if I will tell you, you can go to any of our social media sites and they all start with advertise in. So if you go to LinkedIn or Facebook and look for advertise yep. in Boston or advertise in Fayetteville or advertise in Tampa. And just to look through the history of posts, you 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 will see them there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Uh, I have people sometimes go, "Man, you don't want to share your secrets." I'm like, uh, "We're in the broadcast business; we broadcast our secrets." Yeah, so <laughs> that 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 is so true. And and just to go back to a point that Mark said when he said that you know he stole a lot of ideas listening to competitors, it yeah. always reminds me of. Uh, of, of what Picasso once said. He said, you know, good artists borrow, great artists steal. So, you know, a lot of the content that we publish, just repurpose. It's not the first time it's being said, but it's just being said repeatedly. Oh, yes. I stole from Rusty Walker the line, if you're stealing from me, you're stealing twice. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I prefer you not call it stealing. I prefer we put some kind of name to it makes me sound really smart for doing it you know uh you call it gtr grand theft radio perhaps oh nice i like that i think we'll yeah. we'll kind of pull that aside for sure what do you think the successful future looks like for the best market managers and really developing these markets properly you know i it's, it's i've really been fortunate throughout my career i've worked with some of the best market managers in modern radio history, including, I mean, right now is, you know, I have the good fortune I can work with Joe Bell, who I know you had on last week or a couple of weeks ago, Kent Dunbarry oh, yeah. Mena. You know, these are who Radio Inc. said, these are the best managers that we have in radio. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough to get to, to, to work with these people. And, you know, I can tell you the things that I noticed that really make these, these market managers successful is um, they, they instill culture in their operations, they instill a culture of creativity and participation amongst the staff. So, you know, it's no longer the days of do this because I say it and I'm the market manager. It's, it's you gotta be very good at, at allowing the people you hire to be good at what they do with. To be good at what they do, and I, I think that, that that is really key. And the other is is to make sure, and I think this comes through that culture of, of creativity and participation, is you get a localness, because it's only the on-air people, it's only the you know the salespeople on the streets who are knocking on the doors who can tell you what is important to the local communities that, that we're serving. And good market managers then can can translate. To, to good local content on air on, and online. Well, and especially if they built a culture where everybody's engaged, right? Exactly. That's, that's critical. 
So, you know, you guys do have a lot of really good managers, but uh, I got to tell you, if I'm in a if I'm in a group of managers and Joe Bell is one of them, I know there's trouble because that dude, <laughs> I mean, you just come in contact with me so positive in a disaster. He can be positive. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of what you want. Larry, I do want to thank you for spending some time with us. Sure. I am going to I'm going to ask you to stick around for a few minutes because some of our folks listening might want to ask you some questions, too. We're going to give them the opportunity to do. You know, that's coming up every week. We visit with radio pros from different parts of the country. We do it for a single reason. We are here to encourage you and encourage anyone making their living from the radio business today. This is also where you can come and hear from people you ordinarily may not get a chance to really listen to in an intimate setting, talk about radio right now. Not in the past, what's happening now, what's happening in the future. And you can also meet them on our Clubhouse events, get to know them. It's kind of a cool feature of Clubhouse. Follow the people on the stage at this event. And of course, look around the room and see other folks that you might want to connect with and network with as well. Our purpose is to encourage and networking is a big part of encouraging and, and managing your career in radio. Don't forget, next week is our Find Your Voice and Stay Positive live event. Our guests will include Rick Party, who's national radio host, voiceover pro, host of the Rick Party Show. Some of the stuff that he's done on Clubhouse, like if you dip into it, he is helping other voice talent understand and and get in the groove of becoming better at what he already is really amazing at. He'll be joined, by the way, by Scott Gaines, who's operations manager of Alpha Media USA's Amarillo operation. And you do not want to miss what they are going to say. You can tell it just by what's happened tonight already. We are going to open up the room in case there are a few questions from you to our guest right now. Anybody on our panel, just push the button at the bottom of your iPhone or your Android device, and we'll bring you right up to the stage. Do not be bashful. This is an encouraging place. We want you to be a part of what's going on here. We do ask that you mute your mic if we bring you up onto the stage until we call on you. You can check in anytime for the latest update as we continue to add guests. This is really true. We publish our fully updated schedule at rainmakerpathway.com. And uh, we have quite a few people on there that you'll want to get a gander at. They're coming up week after week on Monday nights right here. That's also where you can get fresh and free resources to encourage you or anyone in the radio business. We don't lock away anything from you on our website because we are here to encourage your career. We do believe in what we call the theory of abundance. And uh, you can IM me if you want to know all about that. We do care about the people in the radio business. Uh, look for our free blog section for the hookup and share it with your friends because we need people to know about the encouragers on Clubhouse. Before we get started, I want to remind you that you can nominate anyone to become a member of this group by doing that directly on your iPhone or Android or tablet or whatever. Also, don't forget that on 
Wednesdays, you can join us on Clubhouse Live for our innovation and audio with Skip Dillard from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City. As usual, we'll have two guests, but just like normal for innovation and audio, only one will be from radio itself. The other is usually someone who handles and works consistently with innovation, and they may or may not be tied directly to radio or even audio. We're after a different perspective, a different view of innovation, how to create it, how to build that culture, which was a part of what Larry was talking about just a few minutes ago. Creativity itself, that's innovation. This Wednesday, yes, just two days from now, our live innovation and audio event will feature Sharina Rice, who is the co-founder and chief scientific officer of Entivo. She's going to be with us. She'll talk about some of the really amazing innovation that she's involved in. And I think you'll want to experience that for yourself. Also, Craig Davis will be with us. Craig is the president of Music Matters, and you'll want to hear a couple of things that he says as well. So, if you have questions, it's kind of now or never. Uh, often we find in these events that people kind of hang back. Uh, we do want to encourage you to ask questions if you have them, of course. And uh, if you're going to do that, now is going to be the time to do that. Otherwise, we'll wrap it up because we like to keep things at about an hour. Thank you for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, you don't email me, Ford, at RainmakerPathway.com, then, uh, hey, it ain't my fault. We don't have them on, right? We hope that you have a rock star week. We like to say this at Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, get anything else you want. Join us next Monday for these great guests on the Radio Rally. The Find Your Voice and Stay Positive event, Rick Party and Scott Gaines, both on the live event Monday night. And so we do appreciate uh, you being a big part of the Radio Rally. A big thank you to Heather Froglier and Jesse Tack for being our great co-host. And our thanks to Mark Raz and Larry Julius for being our patient and giving guest. A special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available probably within the next hour or sooner. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, you'll be able to listen to this again and share it with friends of yours. Thank you to Just Joe Productions for creating the audio footprint and distributing the podcast. Please do share our podcast for the Encouragers, the Radio Rally, and the Encouragers Innovation and Audio with others that you know that will be interested in growing their careers in audio. Both podcasts available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Please remember, be kinder than you have to be. Thanks for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers, and good night.